This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we have Captain Gary here. Do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us where you're from. Sure. Uh, Captain Gary DBL. I'm from Oriental, North Carolina, a little coastal uh, community on the uh, Lower Noose River. All right. So yesterday I was here with Martin. We discussed your little popper heads. You want to talk about how you came up with those, the evolution of them, and how we got them here today? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, pop and fly uh, came from, uh, I, I do a lot of conventional trips, and we catch very, very large redfish, 40, 50-pound redfish on on a pop and cork rig, soft plastic underneath the cork. And I wanted to try to do something to emulate that on the fly. You know, we tried lots of big popping bugs. Uh, we'd have fish come up and look, but really not take. And so uh, one day I was sitting at the bench and I had, uh, had the Flyman 55 millimeter shank in a, in a foam head and put the two together. Went out and gave it a try, made lots of noise, which, is, uh, which attracts the fish. Uh, have a dropper fly behind it. Uh, 40-pound redfish come up and ate it, and off we went. And from that, it's just expanded and done great. And uh, really seen the, the bait evolve into catching striped bass and speckled trout and uh, even largemouth bass on the river for us. Fantastic. So what is it just the sound? Do you think it's bait fish, commotion? What do you think it is when they're coming up to check it out? Uh, a combination uh, of bait fish and feeding activity. So you can make a tremendous amount of noise uh, with, with the, uh, the popping fly in. Basically, you know, a lot of fish, when they're feeding, they're, the competitive nature of a school fish is to come in and see what food source there is. So if you make very loud bangs, a lot of times they'll shoot up in that direction. They see that fly, looks wounded, helpless, just uh, slowly fall into the water, and kind of triggers the strike. So Lefty Cray, in his book years ago, said throw firecrackers on the water for jacks. So I guess this is like the next step up where you're 
not to be like an NFL player and lose a couple fingers. Right, exactly. Same same principle. Lots of noise. Fish think there's something going on. Okay. Fantastic. And the two colors, just they're easy to see, green, orange. Yeah, absolutely, and that's the thing. You know, and a little bit of a, a preference, some of that, you know, you'll see the green a little bit better under certain conditions. The orange usually is pretty visible. We either climate conditions, dark water. So definitely want to see it. Uh, in addition to all the noise that it makes, it's a great strike indicator. So for folks who are relatively new, especially the salt or warm water fishing, and they're not, a lot of times they're having a hard time figuring out if they got a bite, when that cork disappears, you strip striking off to the races. Okay. Where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me at specfever.com. So that's P-E-C fever.com. That's uh, my guide service page, and I'll have information on the pop and fly as well. Fantastic. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you. Appreciate the interview. So now we have uh, some streamer chick with us. You may know her from... This is more going to be about a some streamer chick interview than a fly mech. Okay. So uh, your real name would be? Abby Bagwell. And you're out of North Carolina? Yep. Brevard, North Carolina, just southwest of Asheville. I'm originally from Georgia, though, so go dogs. And you also got into some shad this year. I did get into a bunch of shad this year. We were down in Charleston, and we should have been red fishing, but nobody could cast far enough. And we spooked about 15 tailing fish, and so we went shad fishing, and we caught on every cast a shad and it was awesome there was like boats just closing in on us because we were the only ones fly fishing we were the only girls out there and we were the only ones catching fish were you throwing streamers we were always throwing streamers yeah so how did the some streamer chick moniker come about and your social media and the little movies y'all shoot so honestly it was all kind of just random uh we uh, i was at a show in Asheville, and um we were i was like on the vice and i don't tie too much because i get free flies all the time from flymen and i like to use our products so i was tying and someone's like oh you're just some streamer chick aren't you and i was just and it coined Light bulb. so we started with the hashtagging and then yeah one day we got Caleb and I, which is our marketing guy, he got kicked out of the we got kicked out of the office for the afternoon. His meetings were going on, and he brought it. Well, in the morning, yeah, he brought his camera, and we filmed for about an hour, and went and had breakfast, and that's how the first episode came about. And people liked it, and it's just a different way to you know market for our company, and it was so much fun. And now we're getting you know getting to go fishing during work and getting to. You know, have a lot of fun. And you also have, your, your parents fish as well, too. Yeah, my dad is a huge fly fisherman now. He always conventionally fished. Um, and my mom is like a real big girly girl. She's not like, she doesn't like to get her feet wet. Um, but whenever she does fish, she always catches more than everybody else. But we grew up from Lake, we went from Lake Lanier to Lake Norman. Uh, so it's always, I've always been close to the water. Not really river fishing, but now, obviously, in Brevard, we've got over 100 miles of fishable streams, creeks, and rivers, so There's some, awesome. some big fish in uh, the second lake. My friend fishes in North Carolina. Lake Norman? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there are huge fish in Lake Norman. There are a lot of largemouth and a ton of catfish and crappie I think she oh. got a gar on a, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. on a paddleboard have, last year. And there's huge gar in Lake Lanier, too. I mean, those massive alligator gar. I think they're alligator gars, right? Uh, we got spotted gars in D.C. In D.C.? Yeah. Oh, cool, yeah. We caught some gar when we were down. We went and fished with Gary and did the pop and fly thing. And 
we like honestly got our line tangled around one and pulled it in. It was pretty neat. Yeah. But they're hard to hook. Those tiny little mouths. Yeah, we use um, like streamer material that just gets. I was like, like string a, flies. What are they called? You can use app, like yeah, people use rope flies. Rope I flies. use uh, widow's web or near hair clousers. Yeah. We ended up getting like a nine pound blue catfish a couple weeks ago. Huh. I'll show you the picture. Gar fishing and this catfish just came up and just chowed it down. We had to chase the fish down with the boat. Oh my god. Yeah, we went over to like where the railroad goes through the river um, outside of Oriental and there were like a hundred guard just coming up for air all around us. They were the only fish there. It was 90. The temperature of the water was 91 degrees. Nothing was eating. It was miserable. I probably casted 400 times just like blind casting and nothing. We got no fish. It was rough. I tend to have that problem. Just no fish. You know? <laughs> well, it happens to all of us. Yeah. But you were catching shad when no one else was. So. I was no. catching a ton of shad, and that was so much fun. I, I like, I'm, re- I'm not very bright when it comes to, like, species of fish, and I had no idea. That's like, that's like a minnow. Hickories or American shad? You know which they were? I, it's American shad, yeah. Yep. But they were huge. Yeah. And I look, oh, God, and you're, they're so slimy oh, yeah. every time you put one down. As you long guys. as you don't get gizzard shad, gizzards are, like, they have no commercial value. There's no limit on them in D.C. because nobody wants anything to do with them. They're disgusting. Yeah, yeah these fish were, were pretty pretty gross, very spiky. Yeah. But they were cool. That was really fun. I mean, it was every cast. We probably caught 40 fish that day. Using a five-weight, I hope? Yeah, no, it was either five weight or six weight. Yeah. I think that's I had the five weight and she had a six weight. Yeah, it was crazy. If it was like that all year in D.C., like, it would be insane. We only get like five weeks of it a year in D.C. But that's it. Yeah. I, I, there's some lake, is it Lake James near Raleigh? They have a ton of shad. And supposedly the shad fishing, there's also that point of that period of time where it's really, really good. Yeah. I'll have to do it again because it was really fun. Makes you feel good. Yep. You know, feel good fishing is, is good. So where can we find you online and your social media? Um, well, all of the videos are posted on flymanfishingcompany.com. There's like a some streamer chick page in the media section. And then I'm on Instagram at some streamer chick. I'm on Facebook. It's just my name, Abby Bagwell. I don't have like a fan page. I don't know how many fans I have. So I, was like, I don't know if there's, right. that's a point yet. Um, so yeah, but at some streamer chick is, is where you can find me on Instagram. That's I post all the videos on there. And I'm a guest blogger for uh, Blue Ridge Outdoors magazine now. So Friday's on the fly once a month. I'll be doing a blog and hopefully incorporating a video and all those um, articles. Fantastic. Yeah. Alright, thanks so much. Thank you so much. How you doing? Mine's Brian Reynolds. I'm the founder of Postfly, and we're here at the IFTD show in Orlando. All right, so what is it that you guys do? So we send a box of flies and uh, various fly fishing products to our members all over the world. Um, all sorts of different kind of uh, styles. We do trout flies, bass flies, saltwater flies, uh, steelhead flies. Uh, we're working on a carp box and also a predator box, so we're trying to cover the gamut. Okay. And are you tying these, or are you getting these flies from a uh, third party? We source all our flies. We would never be able to keep up with the volume. Yeah. So who comes up with the patterns? Are they, like, true-tested patterns that you like? You get suggestions from people? How does it work? So we work with uh, a number of folks, guides um, around the country, to get patterns that are uh, proven and also 
um, some conceptual stuff. Um, and that's, I think, what our members love is they're going to get stuff that they may have seen in their shop. Um, but in every box, they will definitely get stuff they have not seen before. And I kind of, I think, adds to part of the excitement of getting it every month and opening it and, and learning some new stuff about, uh, about fly fishing. Do you ever have, like, like, specialty tires? Like, let's say you wanted to do shad flies. Would you want to do, like, my shad flies and people can get those? Or, like, Snow White's favorite bass patterns? Sure, yeah. I mean, we're, we're open to everything. And, um, you know, I think for us, like, the biggest thing is to continually introduce our customers to things they do not know about, whether it be particular flies or patterns uh, or even other brands. And that's kind of why we're here at the show this year is to connect with other brands and other companies um, so that we can put more stuff in the box that, to introduce to our members that, that they don't know about. Okay. And then you've got some pretty good packaging here. Who developed that? Uh, we do everything in-house. So, uh, yeah, my, my business partner is actually um, a web designer uh, and graphic uh, designer. Um, so we have the luxury of, of being able to redesign logos and packaging. Uh, we do all our own filming and photography, nice. all our own product labels. Um, so that's kind of a, a little bonus for us is to be, you know, not only can we get this stuff done, um, we can make it look nice. We got Mark Crappo over here doing some paparazzi. Yeah, smile. Or pull the pants down. I don't know. One or the other. I wouldn't mind some air conditioning. I should do that right now. Yeah. I did shorts and flip-flops last year. and See, so you're on this, and you're walking around here. It's, 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 it's brutal. brutal it's brutal. Yeah, it's absolutely brutal. They, uh, we, we, this is actually, as you can see, our little um, mini golf uh, carpet. We got at Home Depot when we got here because we didn't have a rug. We didn't know that you needed to pay $1,000 for the rug. Really? Yeah. I'm in the wrong business. I need to start charging for rugs. Rugs, yeah. Next next business is a rug rental. Oh, for sure, man. All right, where can we find you on social media? So uh, we're on Facebook, um, uh, which should be easy to find. Uh, Instagram, Post Flybox on Instagram. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're on Pinterest. I think we're everywhere on the internet. Uh, I can't figure out Pinterest at all. I have no idea how to use it, uh, but we're there. Okay. Uh, it's a good good uh, channel to get in touch with females, so we're there. Yeah, I think it has to do, it's a chromosomal thing. Yeah, we don't have that the bottom right part of the X. Right. So. Right. Yeah, but we're we got, missing it. We got to represent for the ladies. Um, but yeah, man, Instagram and Facebook—that's kind of where we live. Um, and uh, our site is postflybox.com. Everything runs through our site, so um, uh, all our subscriptions, apparel, products, everything there. Fantastic. And is this your first IFTD iCast? First show. Yeah. Fantastic. So. It's fun. It's great, it's man. Fall holla for fly anglers. That's right. Very cool. All right, well, thanks so much. Hey, thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm at the Casting for Recovery booth. Do you want to... You are... Robin Greenslade. Robin, where are you from? I'm from MIMS, Florida, and I'm the program coordinator for Florida. Okay, and what is Casting for Recovery? Casting for Recovery is a fabulous two-and-a-half-day retreat, fly fishing retreat for women with breast cancer. And it's free of charge, 100% free of charge to these women. And where do the funds come from? We're, you're all 501c3. We're a 501c3, and our funds come from the generosity of supporters and fundraising events that we carry and do throughout the year. One of my clients just released a book with all proceeds going to Healing Waters and Casting for Recovery. It's 100 Fishing Stories, I believe it's called. It's on Amazon. Oh, how fabulous. Yeah. Oh, so my goodness. All, all proceeds donated. What's the title? What's the name of the book? Uh, we'll look it up on Amazon. Okay. Mike uh, Reinbauer. So, yeah, he's out of Bethesda, Maryland, and 
was one of my clients and started talking and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to write a book and it came out last week. Great. Oh, how exciting is that? That's so, great. We're doing, uh, Florida is uh, doing, we have a Fly Fish 5K scheduled in January, the end of January. We're doing a 5K race. So we're presently looking for sponsors to help us with that, and uh, that's a real good fundraiser for us. Each um, program has to raise their own money. So that's one of the beautiful parts about Casting for Recovery is that each individual program raises our own money, and we have our own our own retreats, and we get phenomenal support from the national program, but we're, very, but we're also very independent. How many programs are there? There are... 35, there's 526 wow. retreats in 35 states. We need to get the rest of the states on board. <laughs> it's 35, right. that's kind of unacceptable. Oh, I, uh, yeah, exactly, 35 yeah. states. But it, but it is, I mean, it's, it's an amazing, it's just amazing. Um, as you can see from our, our uh, flyer here that we've, 7,000 women have attended the retreat so far. And, and uh, each retreat, it's 14 women, um, and they are selected by lottery. So that's not, you know, you fill in your application and, and draw it, hope you win the lottery. It's great. And are these women that have fly fished before or first time? Some of them have. Some of them have never fished at all. Some of them don't know anything about fishing. And it's a, a great experience that brings them together, teaches them something new. It's, it's a life experience. It's saying, yes, you have breast cancer, but you also still have life. And, we, uh, and, and we're not about... You know, we're not about curing breast cancer. We're about living with breast cancer, and they um, and it's it's wonderful because they come in with 13 other women. There's 14 women total, and they learn about the fishing. They learn about casting. They learn about fly tying. But they also learn about lymphedema, and and they and they have a the social aspect, the camaraderie of these other women, and and we have a great team that supports them. And then on the last day, out they go on the river, and it's and it's great. Hopefully, they stay in touch and get together and they fish. They do. We have a beautiful Florida has a beautiful alumni program, who um, is um, headed up by our one of our past participants, and. The alumni are, are great supporters because they come back in and help us volunteer, help us do fundraising, and they're really wonderful because they can tell best how the program works and what and how it helped them and how it rejuvenated them and gave them new life and, and gave them, you know, new ideas of, of you know, the world's still open for them. Fantastic. It is great. Yeah. Where can we find your program online? Uh, you can go to castingforrecovery.org. And it is, uh, and then just go into the southeast section, and you'll find the Florida program right there. Our retreat, our 2016 retreat, is scheduled for April 16th through the 18th. So the applications are already on file. So our local women can please um, go ahead and start filling out applications and getting in. And uh, and then we have our big fundraiser with the fly, the Flyfish 5K. That's the end of uh, January. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, and thank thanks for volunteering this week. Thank you very much for the exposure. It's great. All right, so we got Paul. We're at the uh, Flood Tide. Let's talk about what Flood Tide is. Well, Flood Tide is a, uh, a company we started about three or four years ago based on my artwork, but it's kind of grown since then. It's, it's uh, I don't know, it's, it's a mood more than it is an actual product. We just like to let people know that we're all about. We like to have a good time. We enjoy the water. Low country lifestyle. Low country lifestyle out of Charleston. 
and anything that kind of comes out of that feeling is kind of what we we like to show everyone and we don't make anything we wouldn't wear ourselves and and uh promote you guys had a uh, little bit of world cup press oh yeah on social media yeah we got jeff heath our uh our employee and he, he goes to college in charleston and his sister's on the the usa women's team tobin Tobin. Wow, that's pretty good. Ha- I guess we should have him talking about it. But yeah, yeah we'll uh, talk about your sister in the World Cup in a bit. Yeah. Uh, so we have apparel here. We've got stickers, belt buckles, bananas. Bananas. Yeah, we got. Tr- they're by the trophy. Just as long as they're not on the boat, right? That's it. Well, it's starting to prove that that's not. That might be a, a dying legend, a dying okay. myth, and we're here to pr- to prove that maybe in this next year. I don't eat bananas, so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, and I'm, that's Martina grass, man. I'm being haunted by that in the movie behind you. Dude. That stuff is so sharp. It is. It'll get you. It'll get yeah, you buddy, good. Uh, it's worth it, though. It's worth getting out there wading around in it. And you guys might remember, I caught my redfish on a spot that Paul suggested I go to. Yeah, which was that by the bridge? or I forget Yeah, now there's where... like a restaurant with a bunch of lights. Okay. By the okay. hotel, the Holiday Inn. That's not, that not the... No, that spot. That's a good spot. Yeah. Not sure. the side with the homeless guy in the woods. The other no, side. No, no, the West Ashley side, for yeah. sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, so David Babb and I were walking through there and... I was just blind casting and hooked into one. Oh, cool. It's pretty better. excited. Yeah. And nice. I think I got it on material I bought from the shop. Very cool. Yeah, yeah Low Country Fly Shop. There and you guys you have that. a new location well, I mean, now? They're, they're yeah, it's right down the street, from, about a mile down from where uh, the old shop was. Fantastic. Right by the liquor store. There you go. So who's the guy who comes up with some of these? So you're the artwork. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we try to kind of have a collaborative effort. Uh, Jeff's kind of new with us, so by the time a lot of this stuff, he kind of had a, his hand in some of this. Will comes up with a lot of ideas as well. Uh, everyone thinks I'm the creative force behind it, but it's pretty much a team effort, and then I kind of take those ideas and hey, Paul draw some stuff, if you will. But, yeah, it's a, it's a team effort for sure. And we got some hair of the dog going on here with some Charleston products too? We do. We do. Uh, Stripe Pig uh, Vodka Distillery with some Charleston Bloody Mary mix. Then you're set. Liquid lunch. There's no bad food down there, is there? Is it? No, I, I don't have to work too hard at keeping this body up. So, <laughs> God, so like it's easy. Our, our vacation there was just to eat. We had no other plans. A lot it was of just come eating. to drink and eat. Just sure. never go to Hyman's. Oh yeah, Hyman's. <laughs> it's the tourist trap. It's good. Okay. It's the tourist trap. Hyman's down the street. Yeah, uh, it's like uh, the cupcake place in Georgetown. They have a, a show on like TLC. And they're just like rubes, like lined up at eight in the morning. It's cupcakes for cup for like eight dollar cupcakes. It's amazing. Right? And there's not That's even Charleston like friend. there's yeah. no booze in them. There's no booze yeah. in the cupcakes. Yeah, <laughs> maybe there you go. There's your new idea. Boozy cupcakes. Boozy cakes. Surprised we didn't eat those last night. <laughs> Everything else that was. I know it's easy. Oh. To, it's easy to stay straight at this party, man. Yeah, it's just a big three day party. It looks like your booth is reclaimed wood. It is, man. We had a company and. Charleston, basically, that's what they do is they reclaim wood and they do a lot of stores and retail and they made this booth for us. Came with cobwebs and cockroaches and all. And a lot of weight. I want to to redo my basement with reclaimed wood. Right now we have like turquoise paint from the previous owners. Well, you're welcome to come get a feel for it Friday and help us load this out. Heck yeah. So you can get a feel for it kind of just A literal feel for it. Yeah. Touch it, feel it. It's from like some trees that don't even grow here anymore, right? Probably. (laughs) It's like American elm trees, which... Yeah, it's old Sacris and Elm. Okay. Yeah, man, for sure. Fantastic. Where can we find Flood Tide and your artwork? FloodTideCo.com. we got a list of dealers. we got an online store. And my artwork is PaulPucketArt.com. Fantastic. With two T's. Two, two T's. And how was that Dead Rise Ale I brought you? 
Did, it was good. Yeah, the, uh, the, the, the old baby beer. Old baby beer. It was good. Pretty good, man. I want to cook with that. I want to do like crock pot stew. Absolutely. Like crocs on the yeah. grill. I think you should. Yeah, they, they're, the Flying Dog does beer some good beer up in D.C. It is good, man. And I like I like their drawings. What's that illustrator's name? Uh, can't think of his name all of a sudden, but great artwork. Fantastic. Great all right, so let's talk to uh, Jeff now. So how'd you get involved with uh, Flood Tide? Uh, my cousin, actually, who's uh, friends with Paul and Will, kind of. All right, that's great. Let's talk about your sister now. Okay. Dude, so your sister won a World Cup. She did. That's like... Dude, you can't be more proud of her then, right? So she always just been a soccer player? Yeah, since she was four years old. Wow. Born with it. What's she doing now that she's, I mean, besides on cloud playing, nine? Playing more soccer. Really? What's the next tournament? They do a, they do a little uh, victory tour around the nation. Okay. Playing a, playing a bunch of different teams. And is she playing overseas professionally? No, she played for, for Paris Saint-Germain uh, for wow. two years over in France, and uh, now she's back in the U.S. playing with the Portland Thorns Okay, out on the West Coast. They get rid of Ibrahimovic this year, the men's side? I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything about that. He's an interesting character. Definitely interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, I never got to see the freedom when they played in D.C., which I feel like I should have back in the day. They had a, they had a good game uh, in Charleston. It was the Orlando team and, uh, and the uh, Charleston Battery. Oh, yeah. D.C. United. We played the Battery. Con- yep. CONCACAF. Yeah, it was good. Fantastic. Men's team is playing uh, in the CONCACAF Gold Cup right now. Yeah, I think it was on last night. At the I, bar. Don't know, I don't know how they did. I don't know if they played last night. It was another game. Something was on the yeah. bar. It was, a, it, was a, it was another match. Uh, was, made it to the knockout rounds. The we'll guy see. from uh, the Black Eel was quizzing me on Boy Meets World trivia last night. So that's that was scary. most of my my mind was there. That's 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 pretty funny. Yeah. I got him on every question, too. That's great. Yeah. I'm impressed. So you're going to school in Charleston also? Um, yeah, I'm going to be a senior this year. All right. Studying fly fishing? Fly fishing and... Yeah. Right. You know David Babb? I don't think so. Flying the flats? Mm-hmm. You got to meet up with him. Okay. Yeah, good guy. I, I, might have, I may have met him already. Okay. I've met so many people. It's been great so far, but... All right, we're getting yeah. here with the dog now. Yeah. Right, I think you need a Every, drink, Everybody's man. getting into it now. All right. Well, uh, you got any social media we can follow you? Uh, no. You're, we're following? I'm just a college oh, boy. Yeah, uh, Jeff, Jeffrey Heath Photography. Okay. Your photographer. Facebook. Yep. All right. I do all the product photography for... for really? Photo. See, you should have mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah, I just did. Okay. <laughs> oh, we're getting massages too. Yeah, Grossman's Grossman's giving out free massages today. Um, he uh, he apparently gives a good one. And what's up? Everybody in your booth lost their phones last night. Oh, that did happen. Um, mostly just a jaybird, but he's getting it back. He right. just left it in someone's car. Okay. Fantastic. Thanks for uh, talking with me. Give your sister a high five for me next time I, I see her. I will specifically give her a high five just for you. All right, dude. Thanks so much. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So we got Tom Rosenbauer now with Orvis. He I guess is Orvis now these days. 
Keith's a busy man, so how's your iCast IFTD going? Oh, it's been fun as usual. Busy. Um, you know, I my job is to talk to the media and a lot of old friends, so it's always fun for me. You've been doing this, I mean, you've kind of been in the industry since you were like in high school. Time. Yeah, yeah. You've got to have a lot of friends. I do, I do. It's a, you know, it's a small industry. Everybody knows everybody, so have a lot of good friends in the in the business. Yeah, and you so. still get time to fish with the podcast and the work and family. Uh, I prioritize fishing, Rob. Nice. I, I prioritize it's it's part of my life, and I fish as much as I can, much as anybody. Hopefully, fantastic. All right. Well, uh, we need to have you and uh, Reynolds down to D.C. so we can go catch some some snakeheads sometime. Oh yeah, that sounds good. I never caught a snakehead. I would like to. Very interesting. You see them, you just don't catch them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm used to that. Yeah. Well, I got my, I got two on the the recon bass rod earlier this year. I was like, the, I think the first fish I caught on that rod. Oh, very, very cool. Very cool. Two right. snakehead is quite an accomplishment, yeah. from what I hear. All right, so I'm gonna go find somebody who's got free time and find out what's new. I see some reels right now that look pretty interesting. Okay. Yeah. Any any of the guys here can help you out. Okay. Thanks right. so much. Thanks, Rob. All right. Cheers. Good to see you. All right, we're over at the Orvis booth, and a uh, lot of fun, exciting new things. What do we have coming out next year? Oh, cool. That was a lot. We have an update to our uh, to our Hydros Large Arbor Reel. So, as you can see, it's made quite a few changes. The frame has changed quite a bit. The spool itself has changed. It's much taller, much much bigger diameter, much faster. Uh, a lot of open tree. space just for making it lighter. Yeah. Much, much improved drag, uh, completely sealed. Even better sealed wow. than the current model. Uh, much stronger drag. Uh, almost zero um, startup inertia. It just, like doesn't even register on the meters. So it's a really powerful, very smooth drag. And the price is coming down. We've actually lowered the, the retail price on these reels for next year. So you're getting more reel for uh, for less money. Nice. Yeah. Looks like I might have to uh, put that on my wish list. Four sizes. Four sizes of this reel for next. And is that still considered gunmetal? The color on that? I, I yeah, I think I think they're I think they're calling it a gunmetal, so they're trying to keep. So it's always trying to keep it to match, like the access color. I see also a new color uh, bag back here. Is that safe passage? Yep, this is it. It's just a new color. The the packs themselves won't change, but we're gonna for next year we'll offer this. Um, camo and we, we have to be careful what we call it because um, a lot of camels have licenses to go with them so we're just we're just calling it a camo okay <laughs> you can describe it um, to uh, to the best of your ability but we're just we're just saying camo um, anything new with the waiters any new bells and whistles I've been wearing the uh, waiters will stay the same my next year. sonic scene waiters I'm like on my fourth season like four years wow. now yeah the, the only thing that's happened to it, a fly went through the zipper pouch and put a hole in it, and if I go too deep, it fills up with water. But I can patch that hole. Yeah, a little aqua seal on that should do that. Yeah. No, we've they're had... They're we, so lightweight. Yep. We've had, we've had really good luck with these, all, all our Sonic uh, seamed waders, and um, so nothing on that will change for next year. And then I saw, so the Instagram fly contest, I see the sand flea fly over here. Uh, uh, not familiar with that, Rob. Yeah, so I... The guy has got a really cool Instagram. Um, Vlahos Marbled Sand Flea. Oh, that was the winner of yeah, the... Yeah, uh... they're really cool flies. Oh, excellent. 
Yeah. Okay, well, they'll be available I, I, for purchase next year. Then. I put like 30 flies up on that contest. I'm still trying to get my damselfly picked up by Sean. Yep. Well, keep trying. Yep. But Oh, that's good. I didn't realize that was the contest. Yeah. Before. Oh, excellent. Yeah, he's got some really, really unique flies. If you look at his Instagram, it looks like no one else on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yep. Well, that's good. Right, so how many years have you been with Orvis now? Uh, 13. Okay. 13 years. Two new additions to the fiberglass uh, rod line. We'll have a seven, seven and a half foot three weight, and then we'll have an eight and a half foot six weight. So that gives us five models total in the in the super fine uh, fiberglass. And it looks like the super fine rods, so the super fine carbon is. You're kind of going back to the old untouched super fine rod. It's been old. it's been like that for a while. The um, the the first model that went back to the old unsanded, unpainted blank was the uh, Superfine Touch. So that was what, five years ago, five, six years ago. Um, and then this this carbon came out last year and it's just kind of an updated version of the Touch. They, they've changed the ferrule design a little to make an even crisper uh, casting rod. It's still, it's still a, a slow action rod. It's still a, a fairly soft rod but it's a little crisper with that new feral design, so it's just it's just an update. But yeah, we're gonna stick with that. Um, and was the uh, unsanded, unpainted? How was the uh, the recon and the the one-handed rods or the the one-piece rods received in the last year? That, well, the recons are the recons are great and they're moving really great. The um, the the one-piece rods have been received very very well for everyone um, who picked one up, but, you know, obviously they're not for everybody, you know, if you, if you do a lot of traveling and you need your rod to travel with you, right. you know, you, someone like you, me whose rods never get broken down. If your rods never get broken down, yeah. um, that it, it, it may be a good option. And my clients, I mean, if they're not casting properly, the ferrules just all come apart. They'll cast and the rod tip comes off. No, that's, that's the beauty of the, of the one piece is really nothing to come loose. And they can also, because there are no ferrules, they can also do different things with the taper design that having ferrules wouldn't allow you to do. Okay. So it really is, it's, a, it's an excellent, excellent casting rod, and it's an excellent fish fighting rod, and a lot of that is because they don't have to worry about ferrules. Anything new with lines? The guys back home keep telling me I need to get the, uh, to the bank shot. Oh, I think you would like the bank shot. That's what everyone, like both fly shop fishing managers, Dan and Art are like, dude, you need to start fishing this line. And there is, spring we came out with a second version of the bank shot which has a sink tip um, so this, this yeah. is the floating version that you're looking at here and you can see how aggressive it's a really aggressive head and it's meant for you know one back cast one Boom. forward cast let it rip that's yeah. i think that's what i need on yeah. my personal rods right now and then i don't know oh here's our sink tip so we'll have a uh, i think it's an eight it is an eight foot nice eight foot fast sink <laughs> That's what we need for shad season. All right. Well, uh, then we covered most of the gamut on the new Orvis stuff, and I think everybody knows where to find Orvis on social media and the website, so I don't need to ask that question. How's your iCast going so far? Right? It's good. Been a, been a good show. Yep. You got a nice glad, plush carpet. Glad to be here. We got some nice carpet. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been a good show. Fantastic. All right. Catch up with y'all later. Okay. Thanks, Rob. All right. So we have Danny. We're at Hatch. You want to tell us about the reels that you produce and 
tell me why these are quickly becoming the favorite for everything from big game to just regular fishing. These, it seems to be the go-to reel right now for a lot of people. Well, we can appreciate that. We've been around since uh, 2003. Again, I'm Danny Ashcraft. My business partner, John Torok, is uh, on the in the in Italy right now, riding the Dolomites. So whatever, I, I can't see the pleasure in that, but it's. Uh, now, that's where he is. Um, we're at the uh, um, Fly Fishing Show in uh, Orlando. We're introducing a couple new products right now. And uh, as everybody knows, we, we do everything from a trout reel to a uh, marlin reel and everything in between. Our most popular reel is a, is a 7 Plus, which is your go-to permit reel. And it's your go-to um, uh, bone fishing reel. And, uh, and um, we, we certainly have those being fished all over the world and we just love to meet our clientele and and um, again we got oh new products here uh, we got nippers uh, so we finally we've taken a year or so to uh, design our nippers and we're very very happy with them right now you're going to see those introduced uh, at they're introduced at the show and uh, coming out in September uh, at your uh, favorite fly shop which we uh, super support so one of my clients goes out for Giant Trevally in, I think, the Seychelles. Say Christmas Island. Christmas Island? Yeah. I was just there. Okay. Yeah. So he said that your reel is the only one that can stop a GT. He's tried other reels. He said it is the only one he will take. It would be nice to have a quiver of, of, of uh, hatch reels on your back with the rods because you look at it and you figure, oh, that's a 40-pounder. That's a I'm going to take out my 9+. plus. If it's if it's a sixty pounder, maybe I want my eleven, but I, the nine plus will still handle it, which is what I just did. And let me tell you, Christmas Island is awesome. What a great fishery! Had so much fun there. Um, now you've got uh, Will Flack that's headed to Papua New Guinea, going for a world record uh, flight or GT with our reel in hand, and he's headed out. He's going to be fishing places where he's going to be sleeping in a hammock. And nobody's ever fished these giant GTs before. I just got this story. I think it's awesome. I hope he's got a camera crew with him or a GoPro. He's a a well-prepared angler, and he's going for a world record GT in Papua New Guinea. i got to repeat that. He's going to be fishing these channels, trying to match the uh, inbound and outbound tides. So he can uh, get a world record GT. Let's, and you heard it here first. Awesome. Let's hope he uh, doesn't meet up with any of the, the Rockefeller people out there. I don't know about that. Oh, the, Rock, the Rockefeller got eaten. Really? Yeah. I'm not wishing this guy anything bad, but yeah, Rockefeller's son was out there. How he long got, ago was this? 40s, maybe? Oh, jeez. Yeah. I'm going to have to Google that. There's some great at the, uh, one of the museums in Manhattan, maybe the MoMA has a bunch of like stuff that he had sent back it's really cool like he was out where no like white man had ever been oh my god png i think we're talking about islands uh small islands on the on the outskirts not in the deep jungle <laughs> so how did you get involved with him the guy's going out there he was just will's one of our uh, pro staffers um he's out of uh, belize 
Um, you've all seen him in, uh, in the Sims magazines. He's the guy with the, uh, with the permit tattoo on his neck. And okay, I what, saw him today. What a wonderful guy and a wonderful guide for us. He's a, he would be one of our ambassadors. If we had an ambassadorship, which we don't, he would be one of our ambassadors. That, that's that definitely a unique tattoo. He's got someone's got to love permit to have that. And he's a world class fly fisherman. You know, you don't do what he does uh, without knowing how to how to throw a line. Awesome. All right, where can we find you guys on social media and your website and everything else? Uh, Hatch Outdoors. Um, our website, I think, probably is uh, has all of our all the information in, in regards to our social media, and uh, we are definitely on Instagram now and. Uh, and which is a little new to me. I'm a little older guy, but I, I get it, and I love I love checking out the uh, the the fish porn that comes in. Instagram's easy; you don't have to read anything. It's just visual. Yeah, yeah, I I, I, lo- I love it, and we've got um, we've got around six thousand followers right now, and we think we'll have ten thousand followers by the end of the year. Fantastic! So we're on a nice trajectory there. Well, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you very much. Thanks, Rob. So in lieu of Yellow Dog doing a podcast, don't ever do business with them. That's all I'm going to say. Do not do business with Yellow Dog Outfitters. I'm going to go ahead and just say that now. All right, so we can get next on the podcast. Hi, my name is Ron Pohalis from 3 Ton Performance Fly Reels, and I'm here at ICAST 2015, ICAST IFTD 2015. And uh, we're here with our full lineup of products. Last year we were here... And our TF70 won Best to Show over at ASA iCast. And uh, this year we're just as, as proud uh, to have some new products here. We're, we're launching our Stealth Black collection. So now all our reels come in Stealth Black or Titanium Gray. But we also have a newest edition. If those that are familiar with our two different models, one is our lightweight TF series. The other one is our big game T series. We actually created a hybrid. It's a 4.25-inch diameter, large arbor reel, weighing only approximately 5.5 ounces, pack around 300 yards of line on us, and give you enough backing and support for fishing of anything you want, whether it's single hand, whether it's double hand, or spay. Uh, it's solid. The drag packs around 12 pounds of pressure on it, and it's going to retail for just under $300. Like all of our products, they're all fully machined. There's no shortcuts in this. Um, so under 300 that's... It's a pretty good price. It's, that's, that's, that's doable. That's what we tried. And, I mean, the industry really, um, the goal was to create a high quality at a mid-range price point. And that's what dealers are telling us what we have, and that's what people are telling us what we have. And that's our goal, to come out and make uh, product affordable for the fishermen and let them take care You know, other than the reels, I also just wanted to know how to pronounce your company. I didn't know if it was E-Tanned or 3-Tanned or just Tanned. It's three tanned. Yeah. So where did the name come from? It's a Dutch heritage, and okay. it means trident in Dutch. Okay. So yeah. that's the logo. Yeah. And um, it's you know just like Sony. What's a Sony? It's easy right. to remember. Remember though, but three. There's a big significance in three with us in everything we do, and right. so it's kind of something that runs through the company. Very cool. So you also have pliers out for us to play with. Yeah, we have uh, ones you can split open your rings with. Yep. They come and with two different tips. They're fully oh, machined. Nice. They're called the Surge X S6 Plus. And uh, they're approximately six to seven inches, and uh, they're fully machined. They're they're very slim, tapered handles, mm-hmm. but very they give you a precision feel with that rubberized grip. Yeah, that grip is. I mean, so, it's it's sticky to your hand. 
So we have the two different tips, split ring opener or standard needle nose. It comes with extra tungsten carbide cutters. They'll cut the, the thinnest tippet or the thickest braid that you want. And others are telling us that they, they cut wire with that. I wouldn't recommend that, but people tell us that's what they do. It's like two razor blades meeting. Yeah. And literally when you cut something, it, it just sips right through it. So, But they retail for only $80. It's not bad at all. All right. Anything else uh, out here on display? Well, we, we are working on some other designs, something a little more, uh, you know, since the, the look of our reel has really a traditional high-class, high-quality look, we're looking, we are developing some prototypes with a little edgier look to them, too. So we're going to see how they're going. We got a great response from them so far. We need to make some further adjustments to it and see where we can come in price point and uh, how they'll fit in in the marketplace. But we're pretty excited with what, what we have from the audience so far. Fantastic. Now, you're all over social media, so just in case people don't know, where can we find you? You can find us on our website, 3-tand.com. You can find us on 3-tand fishing reels on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram on 3-tand reels and as Twitter as well. Fantastic. I'm glad I finally got a chance to get you guys after missing the last three shows. So, Well, Rob, thanks very much for stopping by. I really appreciate it. All right. Fantastic. Keep it up. Thanks, man. Awesome. So while, while we're also standing here before I leave, you've got a, a rod standing up. So what, tell me about this rod that's with your, well, actually, your reels. Uh, this is our T100s on this, and this is uh, Kobe's um, from Rise Fishing. This is really an upcoming company, man. It's solid. The, the rods are built strong. They're, they offer you everything you can ask for in a good quality rod. And, um, and it pairs well with your reels? Appears extremely well. This is his personal reel, and a bunch of guys over there on Under Armour too will use his reels and and uh, use his rods in our reels as well. And it's, you know, keep a lookout on it. People are going to really understand what uh, you know rise fishing is. Okay, let's go find them and talk to them too. Cool. All right, great. Thanks so much. Thank you. So we're with Al Ritt. You might recognize him from tying articles, and we are at the uh, the Peak Fishing booth. Let's talk about your vices. My friend Morgan loves them. A lot of other people do. You see it a lot on Instagram. You see them a lot at the shows. So uh, why is Peak one of the top vices out there? Well, it always comes down in the end of performance, for sure. Uh, the vices perform very well. They're well-built. Um, people like the ergonomics. Um, and they're affordable. Uh, you know, almost anybody can get into a Peak vice. Uh, we've got a couple different models, the full rotary and the non-rotary, so we've got a couple different price points. Uh, the rotary is going to run you about 155. Uh, the non-rotary is going to run you about 90 bucks. Uh, we offer a full line of accessories, uh, all well engineered and thought out, very functional. That little basket for catching stuff—that's how you keep a marriage going. And it's not having fly time stuff in the, in the kitchen table. And that's actually what we kind of nicknamed it as the marriage saver. <laughs> you can find that on our website. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> now, one thing that caught my eye, which is just kind of a silly thing for me, but it's your, your logo is your bobbin holder. Correct. So. It was a convenient yeah, shape to, to really do the cool. function. And, um, yeah, that was uh, our owner, Al Schultz, is next to me here. Uh, that was his uh, brainchild. I like it. It's just one thing that's, you know, visual and sets it apart. Yeah, well, and it, you know, it says it says peak fishing. That's what a logo is supposed to do. Yeah. And if you could build it into your product, so much the better. Fantastic. Um, so who are some of the, the notable tires that we all would, would recognize out there that are on, on your vices? 
Well, uh, we've got a pretty established pro team, uh, and if you saw their flies, a lot of them you wouldn't necessarily know their names, but if you saw their flies, you'd be very impressed. Some of the names you do probably know. Uh, Pat Cohen is a big supporter of Peak, and we appreciate Pat's support. Is he here? Pat is not here at the show okay. this year. Um, April Vokey is another of our pro staff members. And She's she, here, I was told. She has been here at the show. She's been over in the Loomis booth some. Okay, great podcast, by the way. If you Don't yes. listen to hers. Yes, we've been, um, we will probably be supporting her podcast a little bit, awesome. too. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. She's, so people do get support on their podcast. Uh, they do. <laughs> April's been such a great supporter of ours. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got to kind of give give that back a little bit too. Absolutely. All right. Well, fantastic. Where can we find you guys online? Uh, at www.peakfishing.com. All right. If you guys are ever in D.C., on the second Monday of each month, my fishing club goes to a bar and we tie flies. You see a lot of those. Awesome. So Richie awesome. from Urban Angler, he uses one. Morgan, um, his tight line tails, fly fishing yep. blog. So yeah. Well, cool deal. Fantastic. Thank Maybe you so we'll much. Get down there. Absolutely. Yeah, it's half price burger night, and the, bur- the burgers are good. <laughs> nice. I you can do, always yeah. use a burger. Avalanche burger and $3 <laughs> beers, man. DC, $3 beer is a steal. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. All right. So we're with Mark right now at the Patagonia booth. If you want to go over some of the new products, talk about the Adam Sling, which is the one I wear. Uh, you cannot go wrong with the puff pants. That's actually my outer, that's my daily pant in the wintertime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cool. And you've got pockets on it now, which yep. is one thing I requested because I need to put my wallet in them. Yep. We also have a new stretch butt. Oh, my goodness. Stretch reinforced. This actually was the uh, was the uh, gear of the year at the outdoor retailer show for outdoor. And it came from the fish division. So we're pretty excited yeah. about that. If you guys aren't, you know about these pants. I talk about them all the time. The uh, This is the new Stealth Addict Sling, however. We increased the bag by about 25% in size, added a couple neat new features. Now you have a tippet dispenser on the outside, which is adjustable. And we put a new pocket in the front for your hemos or your pliers. Fantastic. And uh, also made it so you could carry an extra rod or a jacket or something on the outside. And that water bottle holder, that's key. Yep. That's sure that's that's probably the main reason I went with this bag, <laughs> and uh, all the other features just keep me using it. Yeah. So that's new there. The big news is in the waders. Yeah, these look fantastic. These look like they were, like, and they they're designed. They look like a person. Like they're gonna fit you. Yeah. Perfectly. I actually took about two inches out of the main body, so from about mid hip to the top in fabric. But the key new changes are. We have replaced the merino wool with uh, poly, polyester. It actually came from uh, our surf division. And that's the, the waffle pattern that yep, absorbs yep, everything. Yep, and then um, it's also treated with polygene, which is developed in the medical business to fight bacteria, so it helps with odor. But the big key feature here is it makes it much easier to get on and off. Okay. At the end of the day, when the suction's created by a neoprene booty, they're very difficult to get off. Another neat new feature that we added were these two drop-in pockets on the inside. So you can carry an extra water bottle or a beer or whatever. And daisy chains so you can clip your hemos or your zingers or whatever. It has a locker loop. 
And now all of our waiters actually have a serial number so we can track if there's any kind of issue. Um, and still the easiest slide to make them up your shoulders and like down to your waist of yep. any waiter. Yep. Our uh, suspension system stays the same. We've actually changed the tool dock from the front of the waiter to the top of the suspender. And then everything has the new Fitzroy Trout 3D logo on it. Um, we were able to keep the price the same. And then the new Rio Azul, um, we were actually able to lower the price. By and that's that's my favorite waiter belt on the market, too. Yeah, the stretch, stretch belt oh, is man, really nice. I put my carry my machete on it. <laughs> um, anyway, the new Rio Azul is a new twill outer face fabric. Gives it a nice burlier feel and retails at $249. Suspender can be... Uh, detached and it's a male-female connection so it can be turned into a belt to make it fish like a pan. I'm not sure where this belt went. It must be from here. Um, I probably also, need a belt. I haven't really eaten yet today. My pants are falling off. <laughs> We've also uh, got the new ultralight. Which... The Ultralight's well, most of our dealers' number one selling boot. Um, we've added, uh, increased the rand or the foot protection around the outside, eliminated the front toe cap. Which a nice would, hard toe box on there. Yep. Yeah, that is not going anywhere. Nope. The other thing solid. that we've done is now the two lower eyelets are actually anchored into the rand, so you have a good secure fit around the lower leg. Or excuse me, lower foot. And uh, then increase the rand up in here for better protection around the ankle and lower foot area. Comes in sticky or felt. Sticky. I've never find, found that felt anywhere has, did me any good. Once uh, the Patagonia sticky boot came out, my first one was like 2001, and I, just, I was never felt again. Well, that's actually a good point because we went back to that original rubber that you had. Mm-hmm. Um, we had gone away from it, and we kept getting reports that that was the best stuff out there. So we brought back that same rubber compound mix in the new boot, but it has the new uh, sole pattern, and which is studdable as well. All right. So I think one of my last questions, how has the Tenkara book and rod been received in the last year? It's been an overwhelming success. Uh, we've taught in excess of 3,500 new fishermen this year to brought them into the sport. Fantastic. The key here was to get something that was simple and easy to learn, um, particularly for women and kids, so we can get new stewards for the environment. But yeah, this has really been a huge success. It's one of the things that uh, we had an after-board meeting the other night, and even one of our competitors said that this, this is one of the best things that's happened to fly fishing recently. So Fantastic. This is especially designed by Yvonne Chouinard uh, in conjunction with TFO, who manufactures it for us. And then uh, Yvonne tied up his favorite flies. We've got that done by Montana Fly Company. Cortland, we worked with and developed a special line. Um, and then uh, we have Craig and, and Yvonne and Morrow's book that comes with it. So it comes in a full kit with... It's amazing that you can buy, like... A box and have everything you need to go yeah. fly fishing. Yep. And the thing is the size of a, like a cookbook. Well, yeah, we call it the pizza box. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fantastic. That's just it's a great idea for the industry. It's just, and it's simple. 
All right, well, thank you so much. You bet. Thank you. All right, so we're at Maven Fly right now. If you want to tell us who you are and where you're from. So my name's Lise Lozell, and um, this is Maven Fly. We're from Austin, Texas. It's a women's fly fishing brand that the concept is to marry fashion and function. So it's all technically appropriate gear. Um, with a, a fashionable influence. It was designed by a local designer in Texas named Ross Bennett. Um, he does high-end fashion stuff. It's all made domestically, so it's all made here in the U.S. Um, it has a longer silhouette. We've done things like instead of having pockets on the chest, we've taken cues from sports like cycling, and there's pockets on the lower back. Um, just That's, to make I haven't it, seen that yet in this industry. Yeah, so. it... It's it's really. I see the tape. It's very. Yeah, it's, it's a, a well designed, thought out shirt. Thanks. We have two different shirts. Um, one has some exposed buttons on the placard, and the other has a, a covered covered buttons. Um, one has some pockets on the sleeves. Great for like your fishing license and small things. The pockets on the back are on all our tops. So like we have a pullover that's a stretch cotton that has the pockets on the back and hidden pockets in the front. Is it just for women? Because I'd wear that. All women. I would yep. wear that. <laughs> All women. I had Sorry. no shame when my wife was pregnant. We went out to dinner and I ate a lot and I came back and put on her maternity pants. <laughs> they got to market those to men. I love it. Yeah. The only thing that we actually sell a lot to men is our truckers, our blue trucker hats. It's a nice a hat. Yeah, so let's talk about kind of the color motif you have. We had some fun last night. <laughs> a lot of drinking. <laughs> I can only imagine. Um, yeah, so the colors, you know, I mean, we try not to be so pink, but as a women's brand, um, you kind of want to keep a little bit of a feminine feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Which is nice in here because, I mean, it's all olive drabs and dude plaid. Yeah. Like, I was in the ICAST section, and someone's like, yeah. you're wearing plaid, man. <laughs> you must be a fly fisherman. Plaid and facial hair yeah. means you're in the fly fishing side. <laughs> keep the sun off my face. Oh, I know. It's a good Actually, thing. yeah, I don't shave because it's one less sunscreen. Right. Or less I have to put on. Exactly. Oh, that is something I should say about all our clothes. It all has built-in UPF. Nice. So 50 plus on the tops, uh, 30 on the bottoms. Yeah. So we wanted it to be iconic and feminine without being overly girly. Right. Kind of balance that. Okay. And you've got your own uh, Yeti here. Yeah, well, we're based in Austin, Texas, so you kind of have to have a Yeti. It comes, you know, we got to support our local, our local companies. Absolutely. And then my brother's company, actually, Tempers Products, does the cushion and the wrap. Okay. And he also does a lot of stuff for like Derek DeYoung. He's done some stuff for Andrea Larco. You've probably seen his oh, yeah. his stuff. It's pretty pretty kick ass. I need to redo the Andrea Larco podcast. There was a, a play date going on in my small house at the time. That's all you could hear. So oh, I had no. Andrea and Zeb on like a year ago. And, Got to redo it. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, and it let's, happens. Let's talk about the logo. So, Damselfly? Well, so, yeah. I mean, when I when I was launching the company and coming up with the name or for the drag- company, is really hard. It's a dragonfly. Dragon. I should know that because damselflies don't have, it's called a wing flexion mechanism. They can't put their wings out like that at rest. Yeah. And so, I should know that. Well, now you're just reminded of it. Yeah. So, a dragonfly. So, Mavenfly, um, obviously, fly fishing, you want it to have a... a you know, as a fly fishing brand, fly is just a cool word. Use it. I like it. I love the word maverick, but maverick sounds really masculine. So in naming the company... You just think of Tom Cruise. Right. There's that. I'm not sure if that's a good thing. Um, Maven fly... Maven means to be an expert at something. So 
it's not a name. People always think it's a girl's name, which is fine, I guess. But so expert fly seemed appropriate, yet it seemed generic enough that it gave us some room to grow. Absolutely. And it's not so only fly fishing specific that it would be off-putting. Yeah. All right. So now you uh, so not just have yourself some soft goods or some bag. Um. Is that. That's actually my own personal bag. <laughs> Sweet, we got the logo. Well, we have uh, Timbuktu. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, we have that brand. We so have, real uh, covers, koozies, real covers, koozies, um, hats. We have a lot of hats. Buffs. Buffs. We have some. Their UV buffs. Two different versions. And then some branded merchandise. You know, t-shirts, tanks. Um, we have. I have a friend that's an artist that's been making um, lanyards, nice. beads, and charms that are. There was a girl, yes, the twins. I don't know if you met the twins yesterday. She had a swivel in her ear. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Nice. And the vest is this. Let's see. Yeah, so the vest is not a traditional fly fishing vest. I don't know any. It looks like an upland bird. Kind of looks like a shooting vest. Yeah. I don't know any women that I fish with that wear a vest anymore. They went the way of the dodo. You, yeah. I haven't seen a single vest. No. Yeah, they're I, extinct. I, I just. So it's it's really a layering piece. It's um, windproof. It's cordura. So it's windproof in the front. It has four way stretch in the back. So it's just kind of a fun add-on layering piece more than any kind of traditional vest. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Where can we find you online, social media, all that? Yep. We're on um, we're online at mavenfly.com. Um, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Fantastic. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. So this is going to be an interesting, interesting interview. So we have uh, Olympic Peninsula Skagit Tactics, and you are... I'm Jerry French. So let's talk about, uh, we'll go through the whole gamut here. We have heads and, and tying stuff, and uh, it's the, the feathers that caught my eye walking past, but I want to hear your whole story about how you guys got started. Well, it's basically, we, we started spay fishing late 80s. Um, there, weren't, there wasn't a lot of, there were no lines. There was nothing to accommodate these rods, so we having fallen in love with the spare rod and the idea of the spare rod for our Pacific Northwest steelhead, a lot of our rivers are pretty big and growing up using a single-handed rod you could see the attributes and the idea that a two-handed rod could make this whole pursuit a little easier, right? So, and, and especially line handling and whatnot. But back to the fact that there were no lines available, it made it necessary for us to kind of get really creative. And so we had some friends that had been in the saltwater industry and in the fly fishing industry and some buddies at Cortland that had some 12, 13, and 14 weight double tapers. And so we would take these double tapers and we'd cut them all up and we'd create these lines that worked for us. And, and then along through that evolution, there was uh, a fly that developed, we, we called the intruder. And this intruder made it necessary to take that fly, the, the fly line technology as far as we could, because most stuff wouldn't cast these big, huge flies. So with that said, we continued on that line and the industry grew and things started to evolve and you know, the Rio came out and air flow came out. And so there were things that accommodated us, but our idea of Skagit was was different than what the industry was presenting to the masses, so we stayed on our path of just cutting up lines and fishing the rods we liked and the, the homemade lines and whatnot. And, and along the way, we started to develop a few products that we, we liked, or I wouldn't even call them products then, they were just things to us that worked. You know, we used Trilene Big Game for running line, 
because we didn't like all the plastic coated running lines. And then in turn, we came out with our OPSD laser line, which is a, a mono blend product with a floating coating that just shoots like a laser. So the evolution of the company was just based off of the things that we saw as necessary and we liked a lot, like our feathers that caught your attention. Those are ostrich feathers, but they're a specific ostrich feather. They're the drab, a flank feather. Those feathers were brought to our attention through feather dusters. That's how we found them. And so the feather duster instantly became our favorite because of the characteristic of the feather itself. How does it work in the water? What's the uh, movement? Very gobs of movement. If anybody's fished with ostrich, they know how much movement it has. The drab is a shorter fiber, finer fiber than a large plume. And it also has a stouter base right at the stem. So they were ideal for our intruder style flies to make these large umbrella type profiles on big, big flies. <clears throat> so the evolution of that was is that we would buy these feathers, these feather dusters, we'd dye them ourselves and we'd attack them with a Sharpie pen and put spots and bars on them. And so those are not, those spots are added on? Uh, those are actually, that is part of that process. Okay. That, is, that is actually, it's a airbrushed with a stencil, you know, and then they have a high quality non-fade dye, and then the black ink is the, the barring and the spotting. And, but it's all part of a, an actual process now. They, like I said, they airbrush it through a template, and that's the outcome right there. So the, the drab was something that we wanted to, you know, give to the intruder tires and steelhead tires and all the guys who appreciated ostrich feathers and then of course the shanks you know you the shank is something that it just wasn't out there and we were straighten out three up bartleets to make a long enough shank for what we wanted so we decided to make a variety of shanks and a return die and a round die you know from 32 millimeter up to 75 millimeters so you could tie those big guns if you want or you can tie smaller flies on my on the 31 millimeter like my dirty hoe which is a pattern i'm kind of known for these days and my composite loop the, the dirty hoe the dirty hoe it's h-o-h h-o-h baby <laughs> that's right yeah it's a play on words of course on one of my favorite rivers on the olympic and i just kind of know that from that kind of not so reality tv show the dude who runs around the woods oh yeah yeah uh what the heck is his name I don't remember. Yeah, that shows a bit jive, but I mean, just the scenery up there too is. Oh, it's spectacular! Yeah. It is. It's a super beautiful place, and so along with that, that as we started to develop new products, we decided we needed to come out with our running line, with a running line product that we agreed on and that we thought the industry needed, and then of course our concept of the Skagit head, and our concept of the Skagit head is 25 years in the making, and this is it coming to fruition, and so. Our idea of the Skagit head is to, to minimize the learning curve and maximize the fishability and performance of a two-handed rod and all the way down to single-handed rods now. Because the, all these trout fishermen and striped bass fishermen and anybody who likes or needs or wants to use the benefits of Skagit, not in no back casting room, real quick, powerful casts, it'll carry out really big flies, now we can accommodate all the way down to a three-way rod. So it, it's not just for the two-handed rod anymore, you know, that all your single-handed rods, we got a line for you. And so it's, it, it, for us, it would, we realized through the course of our 
journey over this 25 years that what we had was something that was really easy for the masses to use. You could just hand it to an absolute rookie and by the end of the day they were fishing, not, not trying to cast, but we were teaching them how to fish. And so that's what it was for us, was to try to minimize the learning curve. And it wasn't what we set out to do, it's just what happened through the action of our own efforts. Over that 25 years we realized that all of our friends that used it loved it, all our clients that used it loved it, and so we met James Owasi and Yassi Nakano and went into business and created OPSD. And, and the, the packaging on the Skagit heads, I mean, if you think of like the free AOL CDs you used to get, I mean, it's basically, it, it's that same size. It's yeah. minimal. Like a fly shop could s- sell tons of these and not have to take up a lot of space. Right. And the idea was just to minimize packaging, be as green as we can. I mean, we all got to do our part, you know, and that was the idea, you know, that boxes for the running lines of recycled paper and, and of course we, we decided to go with brown with black writing and it's kind of like that plain bag of coffee that sticks out on the shelf of all the flashy bags of coffee right. you know so and then of course our, our head packaging is just a simple folder with black ink and white writing. And it's got that little tearaway at the bottom. Yep, tearaway at the bottom so you can toss it out and there's no plastic spools just a recyclable piece of paper. Crapo's doing something over there. Um, so <laughs> you, you you grew up your entire life fishing out there. Yep, I grew up in Arlington, Washington. How is the fishing? Has it gone downhill? Like, what? How has the fishing changed in the times that you've been out there? It it has. We've 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 had our ups and downs. You know, close to steelhead and that human condition. We people are always. It has. It's gone up and down. It's you know. It's it's it ebbs and flows. But for the most part, you know that. Washington doesn't seem to have the greatest grip on their resource. And so, in my opinion, we, Washington having, I mean, the Skagit River, where I come from, is world-renowned. It was one of the greatest steelhead streams on the entire planet. And now it is closed for our entire catch-and-release season. I don't, I get to fish it for January, and that's it. And, and, and that's not how it should be. I mean, it, a river without people on it is a, a very exposed river. You is know? it overfishing, like um, too many humans building things up, runoff? I think it's a combination of everything. You know, our, our logging industry at one time was very destructive. And and then, of course, there was overfishing. And that compound of both of those effects, they added up to a point where we had almost no fish coming back. We got down to like 1,500 fish. <clears throat> and, you know, those were historical numbers of over 200,000. So something went seriously wrong, and it was all our fault. So... As we evolved through that, eventually the Puget Sound closed and we had to move our entire operation out to the Olympic Peninsula. Now, the Olympic Peninsula is a little bit different in, than the, the Puget Sound side where the drainages on the Puget Sound are much longer and much flatter. So those fish move in months before they spawn, they settle in, and it's more like your summer steelhead program for the most aggressive winter fish you'll ever fish for. Now, the OP, on the other hand, those drainages are short and steep, and Nature has built in this wonderful escapement for us called blowouts. Every time those rivers go postal, those fish move in and move up, and they get past us all. They get past the natives. They get past the fishermen. They get up, and they get to do their business. So the Olympic Peninsula has this built-in safety mechanism. Yet, 
with the entire Puget Sound closed, now all of the people that come from all over the world to fish in Washington and Oregon in the wintertime are all hyper-focused on the Olympic Peninsula. So now we've got an overfishing and overpopulated situation out there. And so, and we've got guides coming from Montana, Colorado, and the guide situation out there is getting close to combat. And so, it's still totally professional, it's just a large number of people, you know? So. Uh-oh. There they go, buddy. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... Uh, it's, it's um, the anglers in Washington are very passionate about restoring what we once had and getting our state and the powers that be to agree and climb on board. There's an operation called Occupy Skagit that is trying to make get the Skagit back open for us catch-and-release season only. No bait, no nothing but um, selective fishery rules. And that way we can open up the Puget Sound fisheries again and spread out that load on the fish and not have the, the Olympic Peninsula could easily end up just like the Skagit. And once the greatest, I mean, it's our state fish for God's sakes in Washington State and we are suffering horribly, you know. And so the dams are starting to come down. Yep, dams are starting to come down. I mean, you know, things like that really matter. And people are, you know, there's a lot more small grassroots groups that, you know, steelhead and our wild fish really matter to them. And that's that's a wonderful thing. That's the beauty of this sport growing the way it is, is that there there's people that really care, you know. And so it's it's uh, it's it, it's a scary situation as a guide and as a fly fisherman, you know, my passion, my heart lies in swinging for steelhead and anadromous fish. And so I'd sure like to be able to do that with my kids someday, you know. So. I already told my wife when the steelhead are running in New York, I'm taking my daughter out of school. Nice. That's, that's going to be her problem. I mean, she'll learn more up there than she will that week in school. Absolutely. Learning about, like, how the pilgrims were friends with the... Uh, the natives yeah and, and, and sat down and had meals together which yeah. I grew up in our I grew up in Alaska actually <clears throat> from six to ten I was homeschooled we lived off the land and I I fell in love with the outdoors and those that five-year period of my life became the root of who I am now and mm-hmm. you know I'm a wholeheartedly a swing angler I just love to swing flies for anything that'll eat them you know and so you know our products kind of they 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 express that you know and and to try to make it more accessible for your average Joe and cross over into people who are maybe physically limited our systems work really well for them you know I have a client who is her name is Barb Hestron who has a very debilitating rheumatoid arthritis and hated the spay rod and now she's one of my most successful anglers and I'm super proud of that it's you know I watched her go from really not liking it at all to it being her absolutely favorite thing you know, so I feel really good about that. And our our accidental advancements into our ideas made it possible for people like her to really enjoy the spare rod. You guys also building your own rods? Um, we're we're taking our time with that. When, we're, you're, when you're personally fishing? Um, yeah, I'm kind of with no real loyalty to any rod company. <coughs> Excuse me. And if necessary, we build our own rods. But we there's definitely rods out there that we like quite a bit. You know, there's some Beulahs and some Sages and, you know, some other rod company stuff that we like a little bit, you know, and whatever suits our, our method is kind of how we go. And we're hoping to build a rod lineup pretty soon okay. that matches Match up all with all, up. matches all up perfectly. Bring it all together. Exactly. And how are you guys being received at the show? A lot of a lot of interest being garnered? Yeah, we, we definitely have some interest. We're, you know, we're pretty niche We We got a niche that, you know, it's, of 
course it's Skagit and those people that see the you know the attributes how they work for them yeah there's definitely some great interest we had a guy here from Argentina not too long ago that basically wanted to buy everything we had so wow. I think things are going pretty good nice. <laughs> yeah I'm pretty excited right. where can we find you guys online any social media um, yeah we're on Facebook and Twitter and uh, the website is opskagit.com we have an online store we have a free catalog of videos there'll be lots and lots more one of our big pushes is free information, free education. I do lots of um, fly tying videos. Those will eventually come off of the Vumo and go onto the website as a free video. And then there'll be a whole, we're calling it our information assault, where we're going to do, <clears throat> now that we've released our Skagit heads, there's going to be an assault of videos that are all about how-tos with the with our short Skagit heads, showing everybody how to do our downstream peripokes, our upstream peripokes, and the cast that people are curious about, and there'll be a video just for that. <clears throat> videos on your flies as well yep absolutely the flies is kind of what really pushes it now i i do some processes like i call the composite loop and then those processes have for me have simplified these really big patterns for me and kind of dialed the time down considerably so i'm i'm excited about that and i really like to share it with people and and i've seen the effect of it like this last year on the op guiding over there while i was in the grocery store doing some grocery shopping i was approached by three individuals in one session in the store and every single one of them were really excited and thanked me for making their fly tie and fun again and showing them some more things to kind of open their mind and just have a lot more fun with it and that's what it's all about for me you know if i can help that one guy just see it a little different and have a little bit more fun with it that's that's pretty satisfying fantastic i will thank you so much for all the information thank you very much we're talking to Mark. What's your what's your take of the show so far? I think it's superawesome.com. I really like spin fishing and stuff. I haven't done it in a many years very much. Are you going to get a shirt with all the logos on it? I am because you want to know why? Because every one of those dudes has like a tall drink of water walking around with them. Yeah, they're swamped. Yeah, they're swamped with like ladies. Yeah. I, it's hard to even fathom where they even come from, but we are in the south. I don't know if they imported them about 50 to 100 years ago. First one booth with, like, professional models standing by it yesterday. Like cocktail dresses. I was like, you stand out, but I'm not complaining. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not going to complain either myself. But uh, very impressed, actually. Really cool. And I, and I dig uh, seeing, like, new companies doing new things. Well, old companies, yeah. Hodgman. Those, doing new things. Pants. I don't know what they are, but they intrigue me. They're like wet waiting pants, maybe, I wonder, right? I'd wear them wet waiting. Yeah. You know, like put some neoprenes, cut the feet off, wet weight. Absolutely. <laughs> you gonna jam on the harp again? Or is it just that one night last night? Um, you know, that's a good question. I don't think we uh, are gonna jam out again during uh, iCast, but you know, it might happen. Might a little prompto tomorrow. All right. At the flood tide booth. Nice. A little concerto. Yeah. Thanks for the idea. It might happen. It'll bring people. You'll be like like a siren bringing everyone in. Oh, dude. The Pied Piper? It's happened once. It might happen twice. Paul Drink of Waters might show up. They they enjoy they enjoy the uh, the blues music. Excellent. I like so your where are you out of that? You're uh, that's my Goran brother. Yeah. Where are you out of that? You're, you're playing harmonica and fishing and everything. Where's home these days? Home is Henry's Fort Country. Nice. Idaho. Yeah, so... uh for you. I love it. Trout fishing's my in my soul, but uh, salt is in my blood. So it's good to come down here and get your fix? 
Um, I, I got some salt in my blood just from food here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I like where your head's at on that. I am not fishing while I'm here, but I'll be back in, uh, I'll be headed to Charleston in September and in October. Little uh, Low Country One Fly and okay. uh, Film Festival as well. Get the Leon's Oyster House. Yeah, Char roast oysters, and you got to get boxcar Betty's fried chicken sandwich. Oh, dude. Boxcar Betty's was like, it ruined every chicken sandwich I've ever had. Why you got to tease me and my people that way? We love chicken sandwiches. There's nothing like a boxcar Betty's with a side of fried green tomatoes. Oh, my gosh. That uh, could be dangerous yeah. for kids. Dangerous for ladies. Absolutely. Yeah, especially if you have weight problems. <laughs> What do you think about Tacky? Dude, cool. I got I to gotta do a follow-up, see how they did from last year. Yeah, we're waiting to we're Talk waiting some to SOS flies. I don't know if it's been announced yet. That, the uh, Turnef Crab at Leo Carrillo Beach in Malibu. I got broken off. I lost every single fly. I don't really? know what was in there, but I had five of them, and every fish broke me off. And it, <laughs> They loved it. Yeah. So you want to talk Tacky? All right, let's let's All go right, on the other roll, side. Roll the so this was the big, the big uh, announcement last year. How, how's Tacky been received? Oh, awesome! Yeah, since last year, it's been amazing. Cheers. Yeah, we had no idea it was going to be this busy um, a year later. So we got now we've got three three boxes out. Um, with a couple couple on the way. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's gelatinous, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I mean, we find, I gotta show you the, what we found on the Potomac earlier. I mean, it's almost the same thing. So, so what's new this year? See, we found that on the Potomac. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you never know what's in the river. I mean, it's better than finding bodies. That, that is slightly yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, this year, uh, the, the, the big thing that's new right now, we just barely released it, is what we call the big bug box. It's the same footprint as the original, but one and a half times the height, um, which allows storage for larger dry flies like big foam flies and things. But on that same footprint of about seven inches by three and a half inches, we're able to fit 72 big dry flies, like big, big foam bugs. Um, In addition to that, the the real innovation is in the mat. We've developed a technique where we can actually 3D mold mold the, um, the, uh, the silicone mat. So it enables us to make some unique shapes and things. A little... Yep, we've got, we've got waves basically yeah. on it. Um, but it, the, the coolest thing is actually on the surface. Um, we've been able to make a divot basically where the where the uh, hook actually goes in. So the entire length of the slit, there's a, what we call a step down basically. So if you've got a, a box that's full of a bunch of really you know, bulky, just fluffy flies that are full of feathers, you can't really see the mat and you don't really know where to put the hook down. You can literally, literally drag the hook across the surface of the mat and feel where it's supposed to go in and then just simply Finds push it. down. Yep. Nice. Hold stuff that's even up to like a two-aught um, tuna hook, tuna fly we have in right now. It's got, got plenty of room in the box and the mat itself is thicker so it's able to hold that size of a hook. Fantastic. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of shops and companies getting ready to, to load up the shelves with them. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 Our, the first wave went out, what, last week? Three weeks ago? Yeah, so, um, and we... Uh, we ran out of our first our first order really really quick, so there's kind of a second wave coming in now, and um, they should be on shelves in a lot of shops. All right. Yep. And then I keep walking by Spencer to like Somerset, never get you on. So, how are things going on your end out west? Great. Yeah, everything's going great out there. So we're just staying busy. Nice. Still yeah. cranking out flies for the masses? Uh, trying to. Just cranking out some SOSs, and not like you though. 
I like you. My problem is the wormy material. I can't find the ball anymore. Fusilli Glow Ball by Imperial Toys. That, huh. Oh, for I worms. For worms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You really need it. I've got a, a tan one at the house that we, <laughs> we have for some odd reason. And I've tried the other, like, puffer balls and stuff. It's the Fusilli. Like, there's the spaghetti ball you get from uh, Office Playground, which is, like, that big. Yeah. It's $6. I mean, you can tie thousands of flies. But, yeah, that Fusilli awesome. ball, man, it's huh. it's like gone the way of the I'll dodo. I'll <laughs> <laughs> have to try that. Definitely. I mean, stripers. We're, we're fishing for largemouth, and we're picking out stripers left and right on it. Really? really? And they'll, they'll take them on the swing. That's nice. cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. So Umqua's making you, uh, you're driving a Ferrari now from the commissions? Uh, no, Umqua. Uh, Orbis. SOS, the SOS is with Orbis. Okay. Yeah. But yes, he is driving not a, a Not a Ferrari. I've got a Tesla right now, but uh, the Ferrari will be next year. Fantastic. <laughs> we saw a Tesla, like, convertible something, and the license plate was, like, one fast electric car. I looked. At, my wife and I just looked at him in traffic light. He just like gave us this nod, like, "Yeah, yeah dude, his car, man." <laughs> We're in our like kids, you know, our cars. Back seat is nothing but like goldfish crackers and <laughs> juice box spilling, and he's got this ride. Nice. All right. So where can we find you on Instagram, social media? Uh, at SOS Fly at Tacky Flyfish. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. What is that curved thing I picked up? I need a some hand sanitizer on <laughs> what is this guy so we call it the you want me to go no, go that? for it yeah, Spence, you, okay you, so we call it the, the tacky out. tube it's a little hard to describe um not you know in person with video but um effectively what we did was we looked at the traditional patch idea where you you know have on a vest or on a pack um it's a, patches are great everybody has them they're not going anywhere but they have some inherent problems they're very good at at enabling you to quickly put a fly in and, and have it exposed to air so it can dry, but if you walk through a bush, you're likely to lose a lot of uh, a lot of your flies. So, what we did was we made our own um, our own uh, patch effectively, and we rolled it up inside of a tube so that the tube wall itself um, blocked um, you know branches. any branches or anything from from pulling your fly off. But the tube is open so that you can literally. S- drop a fly down into into one of the inserts on the silicone mat and too. anchors it and they're dry right so the air can go through but the coolest thing about it is when the tube is actually closed it has a hinge so it can open up and you can use it almost like a box but when the, the tube is closed you can literally just bite the, the fly off or clip it off whichever way you want to if your dentist doesn't recommend biting it off um you can i got, I got all the line cutters you know about those guys yet <laughs> nippers did i hear no, something about line cut it's a ring Oh, that's got a blade on it. Very and you cool. Just hop, yeah, very cool. No, They're in the cast section. I'll yeah. have to go check that out. Oh. Um, but so you can literally just drop the fly into inside the tube, and we put two really strong neodymium magnets on the inside of the tube, so it literally just anchors the fly right to the side wall of the tube. I feel like I'm watching either like the Price is Right guy or like the girls, <laughs> or like on the airplane, he's, he's like literally taking, showing it off, taking the the seat belt and like that's right. We've been practicing this before the show. Yep. We we're ready for him to give the pitch and I demonstrate. <laughs> like so, a hand model. Just don't exactly. fall on an iron like George that's Costanza. Right, that's right. So that that's actually going to be something that will be available um, closer to the holiday season around October to November time. Hint, hint for the uh, people that need stuffing stockers. Uh, the, yes, indeed. Stocking Stuff, stuffers. Stuck, stuffing stockers or yeah. stocking stuffers. Either way. Either way. As long as you buy it, we don't really care what you call it. Yep. So, the, yeah, look for the tacky tube. You'll see some videos of it, I'm sure, too, uh, floating around. So, um, yeah, that's that's what's new. We're, we've got a lot of stuff in 
in queue, kind of in the pipeline uh, in research and development that you'll be seeing coming out, um, we're, we're definitely not done. So, Fantastic. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks for Thank stopping you. by. All right, so we're catching up with Oliver White, and you want to tell us about all the hats you wear? You know, I do lots of things. I still guide, uh, but I have my main main business is I own a couple lodges in the Bahamas. I have Abaco Lodge and Bears Lodge, uh, so that is that is my main thing. I also host trips. I go all over taking anglers. I write for fly fishermen, uh, and and really do little film projects when I can. Kind of keep it all going. Busy, busy. Man, trying to make a living fishing. Yeah. So there's a lot of networking while you're here this week. Oh, you know that's the main thing for coming to the show is you just run into all the all the great people that you typically email with and talk on the phone. This is the one time of year everybody's in the same room and you can right. sit down face to face. Fantastic. And I can say if people want the whole story, Zach Matthews, I turn Angler podcast, which they probably have already heard, but that's pretty much. The yeah, no, uh, Zach did, did a great job, and um, and he's always worth checking out and. Uh, there's been a couple other good profile pieces on me. Angling Trade did one a couple of years ago. Yep. Forbes has done one. Uh, Ross Purnell just did one for In Fisherman. So anything I could ever do, hit me up. Fantastic. Keep on doing it, man. Thanks, man. All right, cheers. All right, we have a fellow podcaster here, April Vokey. How's your show going? It's going by fast, actually. It's excellent. No discernible Australian accent yet? Oh, an Aussie accent, you mean? Yeah. Oh, not yet, mate. Not yet. I'm working on it. Right. <laughs> no, it's awful. I have the worst Aussie accent ever. And they think you're American probably there, too. Um, I'm sure they do, yeah. But, um, yeah. But I'm not. So you're spending half the year there, yeah. and then you're back up in B.C. the second half? Yeah, I do six months in B.C. and six months in Australia. And you get to bring your dog with you, too. Yeah, yeah. It's That's a lot cool. of work, but it's worth it. Yeah. For sure. Fun. You've got, you definitely have life dialed down. It's taking a yeah. It's hard work, but I mean, you're not in an office. Oh God, no, yeah, no, no, no! I wouldn't change. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I wouldn't change anything in my life. Just it, you know, it takes planning, and you, you plan it out, and you work hard, and then mm-hmm. when it all comes to fruition, you sit back and it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. So, how are things going at the Loomis booth? Things are great. I wish I had spent more time here so far the show, but I'm yeah. really, really busy. Sure. The boozing's going to start, so I have to like hide from those people. Did it end? I, my breakfast was a Bloody Mary. Okay. Yeah, so you're at the Loomis booth. Any other groups you're with representing? Um, how do I say this? Sorry, Jason. This is going to throw your editing off. I'm here on my own. Okay. Um, but I'm here representing, not representing anybody. I'm just... Um, just networking, walking Networking with all... So I guess I'm here with... I'm here with Loomis. I'm here with Patagonia. I'm here with Cardi Reels. I'm here with Hatch Reels from the Saltwater World. I'm just here trying to promote my podcast. And here just networking with people like you. Yeah. Yeah. This is all about. Exactly. Everyone's here. Exactly. This is my first time at iCast. I had no idea really? it was going to be such a huge event. Yeah, did you get enough free koozies? Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I have. What about you? Is this not the koozies, but is this your first year? Third year now. Yeah. So Vegas and then here last year. I'm driving next year. It took me 12 hours to get here from D.C. Oh. Flying, so. Oh, my God. I can drive faster. And bring my fishing gear and, like, That's pretty bad. Food. Are you going to stay and fish, though? No, I didn't bring any gear. <gasps> oh. We were down here a month ago. We were here a month <laughs> ago. Yeah. And uh, I didn't catch anything. Everything on the other side, so I-4, it's like over here. Everything on the other side is either you can't wade. The shore, like, the shorelines are blocked for a nature preserve. Yeah. Or there's security gates. So oh. I did Google Earth, and I'm driving around my parents' car, and, like, I find the spot, and I get up to it, and there's, like, a security gate. Because it's all like resorts. Everything's a resort here. Right. So yeah, I caught a bluegill in a small pond. Oh. And then I turned the corner and it says like, don't go near water, alligators here. Oh, yeah, like, of course. Oh, lovely. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm here with, actually I'm here um, with Lacey Kelly. And she's the reason I, the main reason I came here. And so 
Um, I'm going to be staying for the week fishing with her up at her place up, up, up north. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't know how you're doing flip flops. I got compression socks on. Really? So you're making me, you make me feel better. Yeah. No, last year I had I had cankles last year from the salt and booze. You just made me feel better. Yeah. A lot better. Thank you for that. I can, I can wear my chacos all day. That's all I wear. Like I, I just don't wear shoes from like April till the first frost. But uh, yeah, I just don't wear shoes like year round now because of Australia. It's like summer year round. Yeah. And they're, they're called thongs down there too, right? Yeah, and jandals in New Zealand. Jandals? The Kiwis. Yeah, go figure. Every time they tell me though that I'm wearing thongs, I think about underwear. It's just very well, strange. My clients from down under, one was Australian, one was from the Kiwi Embassy. And I was, like, they showed up with the cooler. I'm like, guys, we don't really drink on fishing trips. And they opened it up. And it was kiwi beer, like oh, stuff yeah. I'm never gonna drink. In so ice box. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then apparently you can just urinate anywhere where they're from because these guys were in the creek oh. with like bike riders going by, oh. like commuters, and they just like peed in the stream. That must be a kiwi thing because the Aussies are pretty. Um, I'm sure they do anyway, but you can get a ticket for that. Yeah, I was like, guys, uh, these are there's like children walking by. <laughs> like you pretend like you kneel or something. I don't know. Oh. It's like not not out in the open. Yeah. See, I don't. Yeah, we're on different. We're on a different page there. I think I'm pretty sure we're on a different page there. And then uh, everybody knows nobody drinks Fosters there. Nobody drinks Fosters. Why do people think that Aussies uh, marketing? Yeah, I yeah. guess so. <laughs> pretty clever. Well, I was in Canberra. Okay. Don't, don't. I mean, Burley Griffin. If you want the lake, but Canberra is like horrendous. You can see everything in like three hours. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the cheapest can of VB was three dollars. That was the cheapest beer down there. Is that not cheap? Yeah, I mean, it was expensive. Like eight oh, can of beer. What? Really? I mean, one can. Look at the two. I mean, I've got British Columbia and Australia, so or, or you know. A Sydney, really. So mm-hmm. to me, everything's that's just life. Everything's so expensive. Yeah. Three dollars a beer that's so cheap to me. I can't wrap my head around that. Like, yeah, happy hours in DC, you're paying like six bucks a pint if you're lucky. Our, our fishing club goes to a bar, we have three dollar pints. Oh, really? But yeah, DC is like you leave Fairfax County where I live, you cross the Occoquan River, and gas drops at 40 cents. Wow, I've actually never been there. Yeah, it's come down to fish. I mean, we have everything. Really? You name it. Like, yeah, stripers. Do you guys have stripers? Stripers, largemouth, smallmouth, snakeheads, carp, goldfish, tilapia, redfish. You have no idea what you have until you land it. All right. So well, that it keeps us on exciting. our toes. Like we're shad fishing in spring, but you all of a sudden will hook into like a two and a half foot catfish. Oh wow. Okay. So, so it's, a, it's, a it's it's interesting. Up. You can't use light tippet anywhere. Got it. So. Well, good to know. We'll have to get you to BC. Uh, yeah, I you want to. Some we just bought a house, so. Our travel. We were supposed to go to Vancouver Island in Seattle, but uh, oh. we canceled that. Oh, that's we're going to go bad. to my cousin's beach house in New Jersey. Okay, it's a little different. Quite, but it's still a beach. Yeah, and in a dry town that he lives in too. So wow, it's be rough. Fun. You will not be dancing till four o'clock no. in the morning. I can't dance anyway. So I'm like Elaine from Seinfeld. Oh, that's a visual right there with your compression socks. I know. And the visual of Elaine. I just uh, let's get let's talk about something else to get right. that out of there. So your podcast, it's you're working on the book. Yes. And you've been traveling, interviewing people. Yeah. So is the podcast part of the traveling? It's like a bonus that you get to do? Yeah. Or just get everyone's stories down? Yeah. I just, I do all, because I do all my podcasts face-to-face, it really allows me to capture a connection that I just can't get over the phone. And uh, yeah, the show really, when I did the show, I mean, it all stemmed from my television series. And I didn't realize from the series that I was going to fall in love with learning more about people the way that I did. And so uh, when you work with any sort of network, you're, of course, limiting, you know, your 40 hours of footage. Speaking of which, are you okay there? Yeah, I'm checking. I have 59 hours left of recording. Okay, good. We're good. So, you know, you got X amount of, of video that you put it, or, or, or footage that you videoed. 
and now you have to compress it down into you know 23 and a half minutes mm-hmm. you just end up cutting a lot of stuff that you you really find dear to your heart what do they call it? killing your babies or something like that right when we filmed a short movie in dc we learned that fish don't bite when you're filming did you run into that i saw one episode well they don't especially not only do they not bite when you're filming but they don't bite when there's a drone going above them and the thing about my series is it was never, ever supposed to be a look-at-us-catch-fish series. I mean, do you know any... Have you seen... You did see the show? One episode. Which we had episode World Fishing Network. It was Adrian and their dog were coming out of the house. Yeah. That one. I can't yeah, remember NBC. much. Yeah. Yeah, so when I wrote the series, I wanted to do it different. To me, I, I don't even own a television. I don't like television. I, In fact, I despise fishing television today. So I wanted to do something different. So when... It was brought to my attention that there was a network that would, who would buy my show if I were to have one. I said, well, I'm writing this book right now. Why don't we base the show about the book? But you have to let me write the series. So I wrote the series so that you never actually see me speak to the camera. And that's why you'll never once see me speak to the camera. Instead, you can hear me narrate. And it's basically me reading the pages of the book while my characters are speaking for you. So I'm narrating you right into... Um, you know, at the present moment where my character then begins to speak and, and my characters being the people of the sport, or the, or the guard and, and, and even the new guard and, and people who really need to keep the sport alive. But anyway, so um, I wanted it to be more about the history, the stories, the people, the places. It was never about how many fish they caught. So that's why you never, it's ne- you'll never ever tune into a single episode and be like, oh my God, look at all that fish porn, because it was never meant to Not be like that. that. We'd be fishing two hours and interviewing eight hours. And that's how the series was right. always supposed to be. Yeah. You're so, just sitting down across the table from all these people. Just Yeah. Sounded like you and Simon were having a bit of whiskey. Always. Well, every single one of my podcasts, I mean, it takes... So that's so anyway, so the point is, being edited down to 23 and a half minutes, you get to a point where you're like, shit, I need to be able to let loose. I can't be held back. And so I'm an, I'm an engaged woman, right? So for me, I wanted to have a podcast that could be uncensored, no agenda. It's not owned by any particular company. It's owned by myself, and nobody owns me. And I wanted to be able to sit down some of the most respected people in our sport and ask them the hard questions and not censor them and not interrupt them, you know, like so many people do. The story with Lonnie and the plane crash? Yeah. Like, I, like I was... I think I was like pulling into the house and just had to sit in the parking lot. Yeah. And listen to that before I like would go in the house. It's amazing stuff. And it's at the point now, and I'll go in, I was just saying this earlier to someone else, you know, I'll go in at night, an evening early, stay the night with that person, get get them and their wives or, or their wife to trust me. And then the next day, we'll then proceed to podcast. Because you really, you need to have that intimate connection. Mm-hmm. And then, so for me, it's just really been able to allow me to have people open up if you will and it's at the point now where I'm getting calls from people who are like I hear you're the woman to set the record straight I want on the show and so that's just really cool I never in a million years thought that it would be um, I mean I thought if I got 500 downloads we'd be good and the other day in one day one day it had 4,000 downloads in one day Rob I'm not what shooting you what are you doing you. To, to check this I don't even check my Libsyn okay. because well, I was on a different program before through my website and I, I was, it was showing that I was getting something like between eighteen and twenty thousand downloads an episode. That's, in, it's unheard of. Just know it wasn't possible. So I wanted to have something that was better. So if I were to be audited by a sponsor, I could show them okay. the breakdown. So I signed up. I canceled all my six months of hard work there, and I, I transferred everything over to Lipson. So it's only been, um, it's only been really six, not even five weeks. And so I'm, I'm starting over, so I don't have the same numbers. But the way that the numbers are building up, it looks like what I was seeing before on my download on my download list wasn't that far off. So for me, it's it's a little bit of pressure because I feel like 
the reason why I was doing it was because it was so underground. My whole life's been friggin' just so exposed in this industry, and I'm just tired of it. So I wanted to have something. You're not the cupcake and waiters. No. You put once. God, it's, it's so ridiculous. How, how can you even look at me and call me a cupcake? It's just, anyway, moving forward. So I wanted to have something that was um, underground and archivable, not about April, but about the people who matter. And, and that's what this was meant to be. So now that it's getting the exposure that it is, um, I just, it's not going to change, but it's, it just makes things a little more interesting. My I don't want to get sued for anything. So. No, my friends were over having beers, and they're like, we're talking fly lines. They're like, yeah, so April talked to Simon about the cost of fly lines and the welded loops. It's like that. Like, we sit around and talk. Yeah. yeah like, we talk about your podcast, Zach Matthews. Yeah. It's just nice to have people talk about stuff that's more important than your favorite dry fly. I just don't care. And maybe it's selfish. I just, if I'm going to sit down with you, that's the last thing I, I like want to know about. Yeah, everyone has a story. And you know what? For me, as an avid reader and as a, as a writer and somebody who is so passionate about reading books, I really wanted to have, I want my generation, and our, how old are you? 37. Okay, I'm 32. So we're in the same age bracket. I, a lot of people in our age group just don't read, and that really bothers me. And I've done all I can to promote reading and, and, and education. And I mean, I wrote a Kids can't write now. I was a high school teacher. They would answer their tests it's, as if they're texting it's crazy and so for me I thought well you know what if I can't win the battle with, with writing and reading then I'm going to get them with audio mm-hmm. and, and get these stories archived that way and listen to that way yeah. it makes road trips and flights just go so much faster too big time time flies yeah. for me it's uh, it's a way to just be able to let we it. just moved and I now have my own like fly time room yeah. so I can close the door and listen to you and Rosenbauer I can play the music my wife hates oh. And to sit there and tie like my wall, I got pegboard now on the walls. It's awesome. Good. My neighbor's gonna build me. Um, do you have a store called HH Greg? It's an electronic store. You walk in, they have an umbrella rack for wet umbrellas. It's a giant box with holes drilled in the top. Oh, and oh I try to, for rods. Yeah, for rods. I was like, I, I was like, how much for the thing? He's like, we don't sell it. My new neighbor, his garage is a wood shop, so he's gonna like do spay rods, and he's oh. gonna do like. So we're gonna measure all my rod tubes and then drill holes in it. It's fun. Yeah. I used to have the pegboard when I had a home. Right. <laughs> it was great. Fantastic. Anything else you want uh, my listeners to hear or know about? No. Where, good where, work. Keep on you, doing what you're doing. Are you going to podcast the trip in Florida this week? Uh, I'll be podcasting Lacey. I, I, I had these dreams and high hopes of podcasting all these amazing personalities, but there's just... I mean, I haven't had time to eat today, let alone yeah. sit down for a podcast. So. This thing, it, it like degrades your body. Like... You're, yeah. you're technically shorter when you go to bed at night than when you wake up in the morning. <laughs> and this so. is like, it's brutal on the body. Cement floors, and dry air. <laughs> it's true. A lot of handshaking, too. And know, wash your hands. Yeah. <laughs> I got the, my advice. backpack. Up the, Sanitizer. Oh, my mom. She's like, did you wash your hands? Don't shake anybody's hands. Make sure <laughs> don't you don't touch, touch your face. Don't use the doorknobs. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I finally got to meet you and we got to talk. So this is yeah, awesome. Yeah, likewise. Thanks, Thanks so, so much. much. Yeah.